hard to believe that it's been almost two years since the last true full-fledged Nintendo Direct, or to be exact, 532 days between this Direct and the last one from September of 2019. And that is a long time when you consider that the Switch has been available for quite some time now as we are approaching the four-year anniversary this March. And when you put that into context... This means that we haven't had a true Direct for almost half the system's lifespan, and when you have sold over 80 million units, that seems somewhat unacceptable. On September 4th of 2019, Switch owners were treated to some great announcements including Overwatch coming to the platform, a deep dive on Luigi's Mansion 3, which was one of my favorite games of 2019, some great indie announcements, Super Smash announcements, in-depth Pokemon announcements, SNES Online, The Witcher 3, Animal Crossing New Horizons sneak peek, and the one more announcement at the end was the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. There were plenty more announcements, but those were the headlines, and that was all done in 38 minutes. The February 2021 Nintendo Direct was 50 minutes long. Nintendo Switch owners fall into two categories for how they felt about 2020 regarding Nintendo. They either fell deep into the clutches of Animal Crossing New Horizons and loved the year, or they felt like there was a drought. Now, obviously, there were other games that were released in 2020 like Paper Mario and even the indie darling Hades. But overall, if you didn't fall deep in love with Tom Nook's latest pyramid scheme, then you probably felt like the Switch under-delivered in 2020. Today on the Video Games Podcast, we're going to take a look at Nintendo's latest Direct. It's for all of these reasons that the expectations for this Direct seem like they were off the charts, which actually seems pretty standard for every Nintendo Direct. The length of the presentation, the amount of time it's been since our last true Nintendo Direct, the lack of tentpole AAA titles that were released in 2020, the absence of many high-profile IP, and many other reasons. It goes without saying that no matter what the announcements are and were, there will always be some people that are extremely displeased. However, after this Nintendo Direct, is it possible that everyone left the presentation unhappy? Personally, the highlight for me was Mario Golf, which was one of my predictions that we made back in October of last year based on Camelot's release cadence, their portfolio, and a general gap in the sports titles from Nintendo, but that should not be the highlight of a 50-minute Nintendo Direct, especially after a hiatus of almost two years. After a break of that long since their last Direct, Nintendo had to be aware of the expectations that would be put onto this presentation, and I personally don't think they managed to quell those expectations. Even their messaging, I think, could have been a little better prior to the announcements. Coming out beforehand and telling people that this Direct won't include Breath of the Wild sequel likely would have helped out a lot. At the time of the Direct announcement, it was going to be 50 minutes of games that were coming to the Switch in the first half of 2021. And even though my highlight was Mario Golf, two of the biggest announcements were Splatoon 3, which closed out the presentation, as well as the follow-up to Project Octopath Traveler, which got an even worse name with Project Triangle Strategy. However, both of those games were listed as 2022, which goes against the messaging that Nintendo delivered prior to the Direct. Even the way that they misled some Breath of the Wild 2 news, which led to a disappointing Breath of the Wild 2 news coming at a later date this year possibility, this messaging led to the announcement that in the meantime, 
there would be a remastering of a Zelda from a few generations ago. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD was announced, which out of all the Zelda titles that people wanted, this would likely have not been near the top, but instead been near the bottom. On the selfish side, being one of the few Zelda titles that I have never played, I am looking forward to trying this game in July, whether or not it's regarded as the ugly stepchild of the Zelda series. Skyward Sword is likely a Zelda game that many people also didn't play, and Nintendo likely has data on this backing up their decision on why they chose this game over other titles right now. Skyward Sword didn't even make the top 10 games sold on the Wii, according to Nintendo's investor site. When it was originally released at the end of 2011, it was likely that many of the hardcore Wii owners had moved on to other systems, leaving behind only the casuals who were happy with Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Nintendo is clearly aware of people's high anticipation for the sequel to Breath of the Wild. I think telling fans that the development is progressing well and more information might come later this year is a bit of a letdown, especially if you're going to bring out the producer. Even giving the sequel a proper title and showing some art would have gone a long way to satiate fans' desire for news on the follow-up to one of the best-selling and best Zelda games of all time. And maybe that is wishful thinking, and no matter what they did, falling short of a full reveal and date, people would have still been upset. Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, a Grezzo-style remake of Link to the Past in the same vein of Link's Awakening, or Twilight Princess, all would have had a much warmer reception. The good news is that they've incorporated the Wii motion controls into motion controls using the Joy-Cons, or also the ability to play using buttons only, if you want to play handheld or only on the Switch Lite. The unfortunate and expected news is that this game will be a full price release, and as we've seen in the past with pretty much every port that Nintendo has released for the Switch from the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe to new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe to the newly released Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, Skyward Sword will likely sell millions no matter what the cost. I understand Nintendo porting all of the Wii U titles to the Switch as a lot of those games were excellent and went largely unnoticed due to the low install base of the Wii U of just over 13 million. And clearly, these titles were excellent and just needed a little more exposure as the best-selling game on the Switch is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with over 33 million in sales, which is over three times the total sales of the Wii U completely. There could have been many better options for porting an older Zelda to the Switch, but even a bad Zelda game is better than most other games if there is a silver lining to this announcement and being the 35th anniversary, there has to be more Zelda to come in 2021. For me personally, one of the biggest disappointments of this Nintendo Direct was the absence of Metroid. And despite not being a commercial monster for Nintendo, Metroid Prime is one of my favorite games of all time and will always have a very special place in my heart. One of my favorite genres as I have gotten older has become Metroidvanias which makes me want a 2D Metroid on the Switch very badly. Unfortunately, there was no mention of anything related to the series and the soon to be infamous Metroid Prime trilogy that's been speculated to be finished for a while now would be amazing to have on the Nintendo Switch or anything Metroid related after 4 years and no Metroid entries. Understanding that indie titles are typically reserved for Indie World Showcase presentations or Nindies as they used to be called which was much better, this Direct could have used a few anticipated premium indie titles and some games that come to mind include Hollow Knight Silksong which is currently a PC and Switch exclusive or even something like Axiom Verge 2. 
Both of these games have been in development for a while and are likely going to see their releases happen in 2021, but maybe Nintendo wants to save those for a future Indie World Showcase. If you have to look at the glass half full and be optimistic, then you have to think that after doing something, although not much, for Mario's 35th anniversary, that they have to do something for Link and The Legend of Zelda, but it's also the 35th anniversary of Metroid. Although Nintendo has made it pretty clear how much they care about that series, which is why I wouldn't expect anything from Metroid this year. That means no Prime Trilogy, no 2D Metroid, and no news on Metroid Prime 4. It would be great to be proven wrong on that thinking, but Nintendo is a bean-counting type of company, and Metroid just hasn't sold that well over the years. Does it have a cult following? And have the sales been good enough? Yes, but that just means that Nintendo will keep the franchise going, but at a much slower pace than some of their other preferred IP. Unfortunately, that does feel like a chicken and the egg type situation where it won't turn a corner or become greater than it can be because they don't give the series enough attention. The positive thinking is that much more is on the way in 2021 for Nintendo and we won't have to wait another 532 days for another main direct. 2020 was a tough year for everyone, including companies that had to figure out how to adapt to this new normal, and it has to be expected that Nintendo has become accustomed to this new way of life for the time being, and this year still has a lot to offer. As mentioned earlier, the highlight of the show for me was definitely Mario Golf Super Rush, which doesn't have a lot to prove to make me happy. The game just needs to be decent mechanically, which it looks to be, even though the motion controls do add a nice touch that would likely make virtual golfing fun every so often. It also has the potential to have an engaging story mode, but it's not necessary because I poured plenty of hours into Mario Golf, Hot Shots Golf, and Everybody's Golf over the years, and none of them have had strong and meaningful stories. You have to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt that a lot more is coming in 2021. And now it does seem like E3 is back on this year, and even though Nintendo hasn't been part of the show for a while now, they have traditionally done a big direct around the same time frame. And when Nintendo discontinued the 3DS in September of 2020, it made sense to assume that gaming on the Switch was going to improve. Now, obviously the pandemic might have affected this outcome initially, but you have to hope that we will see these benefits sooner than later. If you take a look at the streak of success that the Nintendo Switch has been on, if they want things to continue, they will need to deliver premium first-party titles, as that has always been what made the company stand out from the pack since they decided to stop competing on visual fidelity. There is no way to leave this Nintendo wreck thinking that this will be all that they announce for the first half of 2021. I choose to be more hopeful that more will be coming in the following months. Now, this Direct didn't disappoint so many fans because the 30 plus games were not great, but instead because it was missing a lot of pop. Outside of the Splatoon 3 tease at the end of the presentation, there is a lot of premium Nintendo IP that we just haven't heard from in a long time. No new mainstream Mario game to follow Odyssey from 2017, nothing new for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, no Mario Kart 9 news, nothing for Metroid, Star Fox, F-Zero, Donkey Kong, Pilot Wings, Wii Sports, Punch-Out, or many other titles that have just gone dormant. Nintendo is having record sales during their most recent fiscal quarters, with hardware and software both trending upwards constantly, but can they really rely on their back catalog for the rest of this generation? It's been said by many industry pundits that the struggles of 2020 wouldn't be felt for a year or two, and with Nintendo being one of the more close-knit companies, 
Maybe the pandemic did affect them harder as it was reported last year. And just like last year with Paper Mario, Hades, and many other titles, there will surely be more coming in a future announcement. And if we look at last year when adding up all of the indie directs, third-party directs, and direct minis, there were 10 total, which means that more announcements are right around the corner. But in the meantime, I can't wait for Mario Golf. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. Hopefully there were a few things from the Nintendo Direct that you loved. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, then please consider doing so. It's free and it truly helps the show expand. As always, remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. 